Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about love and romance in the workplace. Hot, hot, hot. It's going to be good. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are delighted that you have joined us today. We need to report that we are not recording from the traditional lands of the Nooksack and Lummi people. In all candor, we don't know where we're recording from, but <laughs> we, we know that we should. We should. We do know that it was probably somebody's before ours. Yes. Yes, before what we have. Yes. And, and somebody was here long before we And we're we thankful were. for it. Thank mm-hmm. you. And it's also beautiful. It's so nice. So beautiful. It's... So we're here today, as we usually are. To talk about mostly, kind of, 80% sort of maybe, to talk about women and work (laughs) and ease and meaning and joy and, of course, hot, hot, hot romance in the workplace. (laughs) Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, But, but, I know. And before we do, I have to say... We have a question. We have a question for you, listeners. Now, seriously... For some reason, we cannot figure out. This is where we need your help. Samsung Free listeners went berserk on our episode about meaning at work. And there are literally thousands of you that I think are new to our podcast. And we want to know how how you found us. us? And why are there 2000 of you in our meaning episode? Yeah. And I mean, we think it's good. Don't get us wrong. Yeah, it's just interesting. We just saw we saw a spike in Samsung Free listeners in that particular episode. And it is just wild. So we want to hear from you. And we want to hear what you think and what you wanted us to talk about. So Please let us know who you are and, and, and where the heck you came from. Yeah, because we're delighted you came. Welcome. Welcome yes. to the show, welcome, Samsung Free welcome. listeners. And welcome to Romance in the Workplace. Uh, kind of, sort of, maybe not. This was a suggestion, by the way, from our, our sound engineer, Stacy, who works on every single episode of our show. Amazing, Stacy. She and her partner have a um, company called Talking to Crows. And she said, how come you guys haven't ever talked about work romance? And uh, we were like... <laughs> Well, we're going to do it now, sister. We will do it for you. Turns out Kirsten had about five words to say about the subject. So we had to modify the episode a little bit. What did you, what was your take on My this? My take on this is it's a bad idea. <laughs> Not the show, Stacey, but the, the doing it. The Having doing it. it. It's That's only, oh, I guess if I, it is a bad idea. That's five words. <laughs> it is a bad idea. Um, and, you know, in all seriousness, it's an interesting phenomena because the truth is, Statistics tell us a lot of us find our partners in the workplace. Yeah. So yes, shockingly, shockingly large number, which is why Stacy brought it up, of course, because she's like, I know this is happening. So there was a survey that Forbes did in 2023, just recently this summer, and they found that 57 percent of people in their survey, in their survey, have relationships in the workplace. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. That's shocking. It's a lot of people. And that a lot of those of those relationships, like almost half, 43% of those led to marriage. Yes. It's a lot. That's a lot. But I also want to call out that about 40% of those people are cheating. Yeah. 
So they're engaging in relationships with others. And that is, from what I can tell from the statistics, absent some agreement otherwise. Yeah. Not to say that when you have sex with somebody outside of your marriage, you're always cheating. Some people don't do that. I mean, some people do that. That's a thing. But it appears from the study that it's cheating. Yeah. Meaning no agreement. They're straight up calling it cheating in the study. Yes. So half of the workers surveyed are having an affair. Oh, no, no, sorry. Are having a relationship, have had a relationship. Have had a relationship at work. And of those, some 43% involved cheating. Yes. Incredible. Yes. It's incredible. And of those, about a third do not report to the employer. Sure. So I, you know, I always have a thing when there's like secrecy and hiddenness. Mm -hmm. So it all, it tells me when we're keeping secrets from whether our partners are our employer, maybe kind of a bad idea. Yeah, maybe a bad idea. And of course we all know all the other reasons romance in the workplace is a bad idea. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Who love, you know, everybody loves to flirt and it's all exciting and maybe, you know, you got shared experiences that turn into um, some sort of feelings for each other. Right. You feel comfortable with each but other. It's You're a in proximity. Place. Yeah. It, it, everything about it gets weird. You start alienating your coworkers. You start the, the running the risk of favoritism. Hell, in this study, they even said that the people who are engaging in relationships at work lose their autonomy. They lose their autonomy and their work-life balance suffers. Yes, which is, yes. Like, for example, it's hard to take vacations together. Yeah. Right? Because then two people are gone from work. Yeah. So even workplace, um, work-life balance can suffer. And as you said, you know, your coworkers feel uncomfortable. There's more gossip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's this view of, like, that somebody is getting special treatment or favoritism. Um, and also... It wasn't like that 100% of these ended in marriage. Some percentage of them did, but then you break up. Yeah. And then you got to deal with all that. So we decided instead of talking at great length about relationships, we wanted to dig into this other phenomenon called work spouse, your work wife mm -hmm. or your work husband. Yeah. Because our conclusion was about this romance in the workplace is that, sure, it seems like a small percentage or some percentage of these ends up with a relationship, which is great. Yeah. But at the cost, really, of your workplace. Yeah. At the cost of your workplace and, you, and your coworkers potentially. and potentially you. Yeah. Right. So of all of them that don't work out, the consequences of that are significant. So we're going to say, if you really want to pursue a relationship, get a new job and go after it. Yeah. Fully express your love. Have at it. Just, yes. Just get a new job. Yeah, I think just, it's really complicated to not. Yeah, just lay it down. So but, we did decide, okay, what do we really, what is a really interesting concept that we can talk about? Yep. In this vein. And the other, and there is this work, husband, work, wife thing mm -hmm. that's really rolling around. I've heard it a lot. My work wife, my work husband, although this is completely foreign to me. Prina, like I'm just, this was like, why my eyes were like wide open. Maybe it's because I work primarily with, with women. women. But you can, I know, but it is an interesting thing to think about. And first of all, I want to say right off the bat, I also lack experience with this. If I had, if I had somebody at work who I called my work husband, that would be so weird to me so listener we are coming at this from a place of curiosity and we want to learn about it a little bit but neither one of us feel very comfortable with this either right yes 
In fact, we'll, this is kind of a spoiler alert at the end, but we have kind of a different approach to this. Yeah, because you know us. We like to take issue. We we are taking issue with, yet again. So first of all, we take issue with people knocking it out at work. Do not and knock it out at work. Now we're going to take issue with this whole concept of work spouse. Right, which is also very interesting in its history. You know, when I was reading about this, I found out that the, uh, okay, first of all, let's define it. A work spouse apparently is an exclusive intimate, non-sexual shared bond with a work colleague. It doesn't even necessarily have to be with someone who's of the gender that you are attracted to. It's just work colleague. But all of that aside, the history of this is kind of cool, even if we take issue with it. Yeah, I think it's very cool. Old, which I love that because now we get to talk a little bit about the evolution of work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in the in the second half of the 19th century, this phrase really office wife specifically office wife seems to have been have come from this um, former UK prime minister, William Ewart. Is that his, do you think he's probably Ewart Ewart Gladstone? And he used it to describe the oneness of mind and uncalculating commitment sh- shared by him and his male secretary. Yeah, the mind meld. The mind meld right. between, between him. The shared purpose. Yep. Shared values. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Work wife. And yep. described him as his work wife. Yeah. Yeah, very that interesting. That was the beginning. Later, though. but And also, I just want to say, in that is you serve me. Yeah. Right? Both to his, his spouse, his, sure. his in real life spouse, you serve me. Yeah. And his male secretary, and you serve my personal needs. That's right. Then it transitioned over to women who served men, in this case, secretaries. And so um, there was this, Faith Baldwin wrote a book, a 1929 novel called The Office Wife. Oh, Racy. A racy, a racy, racy, racy novel. Nineteen twenty nine novel. People think the people that that like raciness and sexuality and shenanigans and infidelity <laughs> were not in the nineteen twenties, but apparently yes. Oh no, hell yeah, it was. But really, it was at that time when that book was written. It was really again typically female assistants who handled their bosses. Now, this is a direct quote from an article: who handled their bosses' tedious affairs at work, as his wife did at home, of course. Enter the patriarchy. Well, I guess it entered way back when, but right. that was back yeah. in the in the in the eighth nineteenth century, the late nineteenth century, the second half that you referenced before. Yeah. So this notion of work wife really has its roots in doing all of the crappy shit for guys. Yeah. And whoever's doing the crappy shit for the guy in charge. And fair enough, assistants, secretaries, yeah. which we now call assistants or executive assistants, even a different job description title have distanced themselves from their role as a caregiver. Like, it's not my job to order your wife's flowers for Valentine's right, Day. Right. It's not my job to pick up your cleaning and your prescription and renew your gym membership. Those are not my jobs. That's right. And so um, kind of when um, women's rights started to enter the scene and into the 80s, pe- that this term really did evolve. Really to end with um, where we are now, which is... Where current researchers, Chad McBride and Carla Bergen, defined mm-hmm. a work spouse as a special platonic friendship at work that's characterized by many of the things I said um, up above. A close emotional bond, high levels of disco- disclosure and support, 
and mutual trust, honesty, loyalty, and and respect. So where we are now is people who have those kinds of relationships, who feel comfortable with the terms, are now referring to their people. And this is where the language of around, around, I stumble over a little bit, but who refer to the people of a gender with whom they are attracted, to whom they are attracted as either work wife or what work spouse. Yes. That so is to like say, if I, I'm a lesbian. Right. You might have a work wife. I might have a work wife. And if you are not a lesbian, if you are, or, or and if you're bisexual, I guess you get both now that I say but that. But I do think that also McBride and Bergen did identify that some people say work wife. Like you, Sally could be your work wife. Sally, even though partner, you're not. But that is not typically how people refer they use this term work, right. work, work spouse. Right. They typically use it for that person to whom they are sexually attracted. Yes. Like I have never seen somebody refer to a coworker who is not that person for them, right. not the person to whom the, the gender to whom they are attracted as work spouse. Otherwise yeah. it's just a friend. Exactly. Which is why we take issue with this Mm -hmm. it is so bizarre right that a special platonic friendship with a work colleague gets turned into gets actually sexualized yes it actually gets sexualized it it gets sexualized right and so here we are in a time where we are trying to desexualize right the workplace and let people show up for who they are and we continue to overlay definitions and relationships with this sexuality yeah right and so what's interesting to me too is so many folks report that they have had a work wife or a a work husband yeah at some point in their professional lives like one survey said 25 percent one person one survey said 41 percent so it looks like what the first survey was from Sherm, which i always trust yeah and the other one is from simply hired which i don't know as well but a significant number of people have a co-worker in their workplace to whom they refer to as a work wife or a work husband yeah and what's problematic about that is that labels are self-fulfilling, right? So if we look at each other in that relationship as a spouse, which absolutely is like this super complicated relationship where you bring in, you know, friendship and finances and sex and maybe child rearing, right? We take that super complicated relationship that we already put way too much weight on as a society and as a culture. Mm -hmm. And then we bring it in the workplace. Yeah. So I'm like, bam, bring in the TNT and then let's (laughs) add work. And it, you know, so when, and it turns out when you, go ahead, sorry. Well, you, and you were also saying this notion of labels. Yes. So not only do we bring this very complex relationship into the workplace, we're labeling it as something that that is sexual. And that has, has that a sexual compl- aspect. And that has that complexity. Yep. Has that complexity. Which and has we have said, go back it. to the beginning of the episode, not such a great idea. Exactly. <laughs> and and there's this, again, labels can be mm-hmm. self-fulfilling. There was a great study that was done is with school children that, that proved this out. Do you remember reading about yes, that? Yes, that's that one. It's been around for a long time where they randomly identify children as smart, just regardless of whatever their test score had nothing to do with their test scores. They just picked a bunch of Which kids. Which makes me feel so bad for the kids who didn't get, get that label. Right, and the kids who were labeled as smart perform better. 
Yes. Randomly lit. Yes. And that's why, remember that big book on emotions that Brene Brown did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's like, when we... We need to label and define things so that we understand them. Yes. That was her big thesis point of that book. Language shapes the way yes. we see the world. And so what we're doing here by referring to our work friends as work spouses is we're adding this other layer of complexity to what could be a super sweet, meaningful, connected, supportive work relationship. Let's go back to episode four, I think, when we talked about friends. Right. Right? Just friends. They're just call them friends. And it's it's and and it is so rich, I will say, and so rewarding to have that kind of a friendship at work with men and women alike. Mm-hmm. I myself have really been lucky. I can count so many different men that I've worked with who have been some of my favorite people at the office friends friends i mean like friends on my board in my in staff Mm -hmm. that i worked with in um my consulting business and they've all just been easy to talk to we relate we joke we laugh we trust each other with information i would never in a million years want to think about calling him work husband and i never thought about this next point which is ever since it is that um when we start if if i had labeled them as work husband mm-hmm. they they could have potentially been less interested in being my friend oh interesting because i i know that was a little bit of a little bit of a round the round the mulberry bush but ever since the me too movement and i you know i think men, men are men are reporting that they're even less inclined to become intimate friends with women cuz they're they're nervous they're nervous mm-hmm. they want to make sure they don't cross boundaries yeah i'm not sure I, yeah and i'm not sure i can speak for those men but i'm i guess what i'm saying is if i put a weird label on it i would have run the risk of not having that rich experience yes and I said, cross boundaries. They don't want to cross boundaries and they don't want to be seen as crossing boundaries. Like they don't intend to, but they're worried about someone thinking they have crossed boundaries. Yeah. And I think the reason that the whole concept of a, of a work husband for me is hard is because the, the male friends and colleagues that I have in the workplace, what gives me the safety in that relationship and allows me to be intimate with them is that I have no concern about any like sexual energy yeah. or intimacy. Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to, I think you just said what I was trying to say a like hundred times better. I have a very, very good male colleague who does not work at my firm. I think he's 20 years younger than I am. And that age difference has been so protective of just the ability to just say and be as close as I want to be because that age difference really gives us space. He's younger, Mm. right? I have another male colleague, same thing. Like I think about it just has never crossed my mind in all of the years I've spoken to him, talked to him, collaborated with him. It's never, never crossed my mind, which I cannot say about many relationships that I've been with men in the workplace. Yeah. yeah. So I think that for me, putting that definite or using that word work spouse mm-hmm. puts it, puts it in a place that takes away the real ability to be intimate in the workplace. Yes, precisely. Thank you for saying that. And it's hard enough. Oh, 
it's hard enough it's to be hard at work. enough to be it's hard work. enough to be good friends it's hard enough to have platonic relationships mm-hmm. with the gender that you're attracted to Can, you know let's let's just let's let's remove the weirdness and then we can really focus on the friendship right exactly and it and and as and if you were wondering if this was even a big deal it is it turns out that those researchers McBride, uh, Chad and Carla McBride and Carla Bergen found they they're reporting that there is a significant increase in work spouses because of organizational because we're encouraging people to you know build social capital with one another we're all working harder longer hours and and we're you know we're actually workplaces are changing to allow more friendships and kind of cross pollination mm-hmm. and so work spouses are on the rise we we are here to tamp it down we're here to tamp down the name but to just to just yes. to make it friends this is a good friend at work or this yes. is one of my best colleagues or however you want to phrase it because you know if you do start thinking of each other and i think the data meets this out and was it carla and uh chad that that found this crana that people who do characterize each other as their work spouse are actually more likely to have a sexual relationship yes. with each other yeah so seriously people we have we have no tolerance <laughs> I do have tolerance, but I do think we can, like, this is a place in our work life where we can be intentional. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right? We can be intentional about what it is we want and how we create. It's the whole point of the show. And being intentional about what we want at work and figuring out how to create it. Yes. And using and recognizing that language shapes the way we see the world. Because ultimately, I think that this is one of the things that gets in the way of equality and equity in the workplace. I do. I do. All this, this sexual characterization of what is just a freaking friendship. Yeah. Yeah. There you have it. Hey, there we have it. That's all we have for today, folks. What do you think, Stace? That and what is with the up over 2,000 Samsung It's just listeners. so... It's, it's befuddling. It's so intriguing. So intriguing. Intri- uh, but Somebody we love help you. us out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. All 2,000. All, all 2,000. And all the rest <laughs> of you. We love y'all. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Until next time. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.